0: Good for you. Fuck it, we'll make a comeback. They're waiting for something huge. We'll give it to them. Shape off that pathetic goatee. Get some surgery. Sixties is a new thirty, motherfucker. You were the original man. You paved the way for all these other little clowns. Give the people what they want: some good old-fashioned apocalyptic porn. Birdman, the Phoenix rises. Pimple-faced gamers screaming in their
1: pants. A billion worldwide, guaranteed. You were larger than life, man. You save people from their boring, miserable lives. You make them jump, laugh, shit their pants. All you have to do is...
0: Hello and welcome to a new show that we've started here called How Is It Now? A show where Jess and I look at older movies, TV, whatever, pieces of fiction, art, whatever, that is um, at least five years old. And we talk about it now, preferably stuff that's won awards in the past. We uh, just came up with it recently. So, yeah. We are your hosts. I'm Trey and Jess. Well, this week, this episode, we're going to do a little known movie called uh, Birdman. It has two titles. Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. This was a movie that Jess and I, we actually went to like a sneak preview of it.
1: How did we get the tickets? I
0: don't know. Was it? Was it before, or after the uh, one that you, the other one you went to, the one with the snow, cr- crimson, crimson, whatever. crimson tide, crimson peak,
1: crimson peak, crimson tide? I think is what they call a <laughs> football team in Alabama.
0: Sure, I um, thought that could be a show too. <laughs> that could have been a show from sometime. I don't know.
1: Maybe Mississippi. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it was before or after. I think it was after. Maybe I was on a list. It's possible I got on a list somehow. You know,
0: we might have we might have signed up for a thing that we went to through like music box or something like that. It just doesn't really matter. But regardless, it was cool because we got to see the movie before anybody else did. A week
1: or two early.
0: Yeah, and it was kinda of before the Oscar buzz went around for it. And this is also this is also the year before we started doing our Oscar commentary and all that stuff. So and this is probably like might have been sort of kind of the beginning of our relationship, too.
1: It was 2014. Yeah. I think we got together in 2013. Yeah. so still, it, was like, it was still the beginning-ish.
0: Yeah. But I, and I think this was the first Oscars that we watched together was the one that this won. Probably. Because I remember watching it before uh, Before we went to a holiday party with the bar.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was cool. It was it was cool to me because it, we got to see it early, and then everybody was talking about it later, and I was like, "Oh, we uh, we saw that," and it wasn't actually playing anywhere yet. And I remember even like my mom asking me, "Like, I've never seen this movie playing anywhere," and I was like, "Oh well, we saw it here at a secret <laughs> at a, at a pre screening, so it was cool." That's one. That's what I'm saying that I that I remembered about it. So the movie is directed by Alejandro Iñárritu. In Inurito. 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 In
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Um, who, uh, did such things as, uh, beautiful and
1: Babble, Babble
0: which I think I saw Babel, but I don't really remember, but I, I might think have been
1: I it been high. I, th- I might've seen it with Ian. So yeah. I don't remember it.
0: Yeah. I thought, I think that was on a list of maybe that was best picture nominations or something like that, but the best picture nominations for this one that it, that it went against, I think are pretty interesting. So,
1: uh, it went against American sniper boyhood uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash.
0: Yeah, and they also won. Uh, the, well, no, I don't think they. I don't think they won the. Um,
1: this one.
0: This one original screenplay
1: director original screenplay and movie of the year.
0: Yeah, so I was gonna say none of the actors won, but they but they were nominated because yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Ed Norton was nominated for best supporting.
0: Yeah, and and Michael Keaton
1: was nominated for best actor.
0: Yeah. But they both lost to J.K. Simmons and Eddie Redmayne. But yeah, that was it. Was uh, it won against all of those? That's a. I mean, we saw all of those movies mostly. Aside yeah. from, I don't think we. I
1: don't think we saw American Sniper. It's not really our jam. I but we. I remember Boyhood was, you know, amazing. Grand Budapest Hotel was fine. It was, you know, pretty. Yeah. Imitation Game was good.
0: Imitation Game. Selma was w-
1: good. Theory of Everything was good. Whiplash was good.
0: Because wasn't it um, Stephen Hawking and they were both science movies, right?
1: Yeah, it was the um, Touring. the tour Edward yeah. Allen Turing, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, Stephen Hawking.
0: Yeah, were there, were those two like the same time? It was like a, uh, it's, it's like uh, the Illusionist and that other one came out at the same time.
1: The Prestige.
0: Prestige. Yeah, doesn't matter. But yeah, no, there was uh, we saw most of those movies: American Sniper, Clint Eastwood, uh, Bradley Cooper. Whatever It was another, you know, the regular Army Oscar movie. Why are we which, talking about it? We're not. I'm Great. just saying it's that we didn't see it because it was an Army we Oscar movie care. that I don't care about. Anyway, enough about those. But yeah, it, it made it through all that stuff. It's I find it interesting that it won the original screenplay and the best movie because most of the time those are not the same. Most of the time my favorite, I think like every time whatever wins best original screenplay is my favorite. Of the Oscar
1: I was novels. really so, shocked when uh, Parasite won them both this last year
0: yeah foreign and foreign as well
1: yeah i well i mean usually whoever when we do our picks i'm like if you win best foreign you're not going to win best picture there's no way you're Mm -hmm. definitely not going to win best screenplay and win best picture it's just like they it feels like they try to you know meet out those awards so that everybody gets something Mm -hmm. but i'm glad it won both and i'm glad parasite won all those awards
0: yeah for sure I mean, it's obviously it's going to be one that I like, I guess, if it won both of those. But it, enough about the awards. Let's talk about okay. So, kind of what we want to do with this show is uh, just we we watched it recently, this movie, and we were like, it, it had a complete different effect on us this this time around versus when we watched it six years ago in 2014. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about like what we originally thought of it and then what we thought of it now, of course. So, what did you think of it then?
1: I really liked it then, but I thought it was, but I thought it was really hopeful. I thought it was this, you know, great story of theater and, you know, if you do the work and you, you have the passion and you want something and you can make it to Broadway and you can do the play and it's so important (laughs) and, you know, you sacrifice everything for your craft and that's the most important thing and, and it you do all that and you have a couple of tantrums and by God, you're going to fucking make it. <laughs> and so I felt like it felt a lot less. It just felt, it felt completely different this time. I mean, but that first time I, I really did. I I thought it was like, Ooh, jazzy soundtrack, boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah. Walking around. Oh, it's in the theater. You know, I just found it to be really like uplifting and I, I don't know.
0: I think, I think also I was like, I don't know, I was kind of like in the, in Michael Keaton's character's story. Um, Riggin is a, is a character he plays. It's, you know, basic premise of the movie. It's like an old, older actor trying to become relevant again through some theater thing that he's doing. You know, that's the basis of it. And now all this other shit, shit happens. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think originally I was like, oh yeah, no, you're right. Like, fuck people. Like, fuck social media. Like, fuck all this. Like, you don't experience anything and all this, and all this stuff. And maybe I was like more on his side. And of course, yeah, I was impressed that it was, that it looked like it was one- all one take, even though it obviously isn't because, because of some of the shots that they do are just impossible to do. And it, it would be easy to just like aim it And, you know, like, I think some of those skylines were CGI'd in there. And like a lot of when the sun comes up and down, you know, like, that stuff. But I was impressed by the way they shot it. I was impressed by the way, you know, the character. I thought it was really meta because it was, like, Michael Keaton and, like, Birdman and Batman. Batman and, and... And they said, like, the last movie he did was 92, which I think was the same year as Batman Returns and, and all that stuff. And I was like, uh...
1: And they're talking about yeah. the rise of all these superhero movies and, yeah. you know, he he rejects the superhero movies. He's gonna... Yeah, he's- Fuck superhero <laughs> movies. He's gonna do a play.
0: Yeah, he's the re- he's being real and all this, whatever. And uh, yeah, and also I I did made the you know I basically thought of it like most people do most things nowadays. Is I was like maybe he's dead through all of it. You know that was another idea because of the
1: jellyfish.
0: Well, yeah, it has a weird shot of the jelly. There's like a really quick blink of the jellyfish at the beginning, and then at the end there's a there's a shot of the jellyfish that kind of hold on, and there's this big there's this big like dark lump like in the middle of them that's obviously way bigger than all the other jellyfish and i thought that was maybe him and like maybe all of this was in his brain i think i was thinking more too much like jacob's ladder you know where it's like everything right. is because a lot of this is like you know what's real and what's it's not fantasy. real. But, but i think that's part of it yeah that's a big part of right. it Right. which which i'll yeah which we'll talk about when we talk about stuff now but yeah, no, a big thing was yeah the way it was the way it was made like like you were saying it was all about like yeah it's all about you're, you're making it you're doing your own thing you're going against like whatever and uh I think it's. I don't know. I think it's completely different now. Like I think. I think the first time I saw it, I was on more on Riggins' side, and I think when I saw it now, I'm more on everybody else's side, As- aside from uh, Edward Norton's character, which no one should ever be on his side. I I kind of
1: think everybody in that movie is an entire mess.
0: Yeah. Sure. Well, even though, but he does have like you know he has like the performance and all that, but he's still a piece of shit. You know. I guess he represents like Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah. Oh, he's so, a giant
1: piece of shit. Yeah.
0: Oh, but he, yeah. But he represents, like, the, I don't know, the talented actors that, that everybody loves, but they're awful. <laughs> should we start talking
1: about what we think about it now
0: sure yeah let's let's do that so yeah this time i felt well also i want i want to point out that when we watched this i had never we had not started podcasts yet there were no i had not tried podcasting i had not really tried social media at all so like four six years later of trying to promote things online kind of like made me realize that this movie was, like, way ahead of its time. Like, at the time. Or at least or at least I just didn't know about it, maybe. But I feel like everything they're saying in the movie now, or in the movie in 2014, is definitely ringing true now. of where we're at.
1: You mean, like, Emma Stone's character.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like... Yeah, yeah, she
1: gives this whole, like, monologue to her daddy. Catches her... Well, he kind of finds her in what I'm guessing is the green room. And she says you know, he says, it's she's like, it's not fucking important. What you're doing isn't important. And he says, it's important to me. And she says, you know, it's fuck you and the thousand rich white people who don't give a fuck. And the only thing they really care about is where they're going to go get a piece of cake after they watch this piece of shit play. And all you're doing is trying to do this to be relevant. And guess what? You're never going to be relevant. You don't matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm, because I think that, I think she's uh, she's somewhat right that it's become more of a, where where you can make more, you, you can make people pay more attention to you from uh, what you say online and that type of thing. And I think that's important to her. And maybe I just didn't understand that. But it is, it is true. Like, that is kind of where we are now a lot.
1: Well, what she's saying is, you know, like, you're doing this play from a book that was written 60 years ago that, like, nobody's read. Yeah. Um, or... Not many people have read anyway. And maybe like only certain groups of people have read. And you don't have Twitter. You don't have, you, you mock bloggers. You think that, you know, the internet and all of its, its s- areas, sections are like bullshit. And yet you're trying to do this like archaic thing to bring an archaic thing to life to archaic people.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's – I mean, it kind of reminds me a lot of today's, like, world like this. that uh, You could say Riggins, like, the right-wing Trump supporter here. He's, like, he's like the guy that's, like, oh, I don't want to – and this is a major thing to the whole movie. is like, the way he talks is very much, like, well, what is, what's it about? But what does it have to do with me? Like, this is my thing. This is what I'm doing. This is what's important. Like, he's – I was at this time that I saw it now. I figured he was like a schizophrenic narcissist.
1: He's incredibly narcissistic. Like, he's like every so self absorbed.
0: Whenever he's fighting with anybody, he's saying, Well, but this is my thing. This is important to me. You have to care about it because it's all about me. And that's like a lot of I think that's a lot of that same thing where it's like, he's like, Oh, this is important to me. That's what should be important to you. And people watching the same old thing over and over and over again. I feel like it all ties in to all to like what we're seeing today, where people are like, "Oh, well, what about my what about my life? What about my what about what I'm doing?" It's like that's not important. It's not important about what you think. Like you should be. yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. But you're not trying in any way to grow or change or learn or no, or to bring other viewpoints into your life so that you can learn from them or see the world in a different way. You're just stuck in your. I mean, to me, it's like a complete metaphor for like. Hiring diverse groups of people in your workplace, like instead of, you know, trying to find people from all socioeconomic backgrounds, from all walks of life, from the inner city, from the country, wherever the fuck people are from, from everywhere, though, hire all different kinds of people so that, you know, you're stronger. You have a more broad view of what the American experience Mm -hmm. is. And instead, he's doing this white play for white people. Yeah. And that's it.
0: And I thought a lot of it, well, a lot of it when she's like, you mock bloggers and all that, I felt it's kind of like, you know, get off my lawn, kid. Like that type of thing. Like, Sure. He's like, I don't understand. whatever's Whatever is happening now, I don't understand it and I don't care about it. I'd rather just do this play that means something to me and hope that rich people who are just going to go there and then leave and all they're really worried about is where they're going to get what is it? Cake. Uh, where they're gonna get cake and coffee afterwards. Which is so like I mean, you know you know the experience of that. I mean, it's a lot of the,
1: lot oh, of the it's, patrons it's are it's our kind whole of like audience. That. I yeah. mean, it's ninety-seven percent of our audience is over sixty year old rich white people. And they have to be because they they're the people who can afford the tickets. <laughs> but also like we're doing we we perpetuate the cycle because we do plays for rich white people.
0: And that's and that's the Chicago Shakespeare Theater that you worked yeah, for. Well, yeah, well, worked for. Yeah, I'm just saying if somebody doesn't know us and this is our first show.
1: Yeah, me. but I mean a lot of theaters the same way or was the same way before COVID, we'll see what happens if theater comes back at all after COVID and how it comes back. Hopefully, um you know with the intersection of black lives matter we'll sort of start to see that old white stories are not the only stories that there are a lot of other different stories that we could tell
0: i hope so cuz uh, i'm kind of tired of old white stories yeah but but that that's that's kind of what i got from what his what he's what he's going for. He's doing another. He's doing another play that's not really doing anything new, but this is like the last thing that he has, like trying to make him his own self relevant. But in doing that, he's not relevant. And may and I guess as he goes through the the movie, he maybe finds a way to be relevant. I mean, that's debatable.
1: Oh, I, guess, I don't think end. so. No. No, I think he's just as self absorbed at the end. Yeah. I mean. He tries to shoot himself. Yeah. In front of eight hundred people. What's What's more selfish than that? I'm
0: not saying he didn't get selfish. I'm just saying he maybe found a better way to let himself be known, be known of. Yeah. But yeah did you Did you feel any Did you feel any different about like the soundtrack and the and the editing and all that that we talked about? I did.
1: Before? I I had no like the first time I heard the soundtrack. The first time I saw the movie. You know, I was like, oh, it's a cool. It's a jazzy. Yeah, (laughs) you know, and it's just sort of like, kind of exciting and, you know, happening at the same time, you know, you know, like it's happening right now. It just felt very present. And when I'm listening to it again, it, it feels like chaotic, and crazy. And, you know, like, You're, you're gonna lose control of it at any moment. Mm -hmm. And also in this, in in this way, like it's, it's hollow. It's only percussion. And it's Riggins. Riggins gets percussion when he's walking. There are a couple of other times that there's music.
0: With it. Yeah. It's for the, there's the play part.
1: Yeah. We get, we get music when it's like part of the play. Um, and then Ed Norton actually gets percussion when he's walking at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, Naomi Watts gets an opera. There's, like, a small piece of opera that's playing when we follow her through the theater. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we, you know, we get the percussion that's, like, in real life when Riggins and Ed Norton are walking to get a drink after first preview. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a drummer on the street. Is he really on the street or is he not on the street? You know, you're not really sure.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, uh, like I said before, that it, when I thought that it was like, oh, it's like, oh, he's dead already. This is all in his mind. I think I like it better now, like not thinking that he's dead and like, just kind of this whole, it's, you know, it's like, it's a piece of art. It's like a David Lynch movie. It's like something that you're not going to know everything. And like, especially when you gets to the ending, it's like kind of reminds me of like, it's like the Watchmen where it's like, we're going to have an ending where it's like, what happened? What happened? We're not going to tell you. Right. And it's going to be a thing that's like, well, did this happen? Did this happen? Well, you figure that out,
1: you know? Right.
0: And that's, and that's part of what I like about it. But what I was thinking about again, like with his, uh, with, with the whole you know he has this like version of Birdman that's like coming and talking to him constantly and telling yeah, him his like
1: alter ego yeah
0: telling and this is what i think about the schizophrenia stuff because like like i had a friend from grade school who's like you know fallen into like this right-wing racism stuff and all that and saying that like he knows everything and all that and that's what i thought of when i saw the movie was just this person whatever this like your your uh, subconscious whatever just telling you like Oh, this you know you know what's right, like they don't know anything like you you know all of it, you're better than them, you know, and that's what I kind of feel mm. what I feel from people who are being so hateful on the internet and all that. And it kind of reminded me of like Regan reminded me of that like that it's somebody just who's somebody who doesn't know anything who doesn't know that, but he's telling himself that he does you know he's telling like that he's like, no, I know everything, you don't know anything, like you know you know like like I was saying before, how selfish he is about it, it's just and he also has this alter ego just egging him on being like. You're better than them. Fuck them. Like you don't you don't need them. Like you, you know.
1: Yeah, it's his like Hollywood persona. Yeah. Saying like we were fucking Birdman. We were Yeah, it's like we did all gods. this stuff. Like nobody
0: nobody can stand up to you because you made and even Talka says it in the movie. Like you made this much money. Like you made all this. Like
1: Yeah, you were made millions. Yeah. Maybe billions, I don't know, but yeah. movie starts with him like floating
0: yeah like I, well yeah, floating he's- in his
1: dressing room so then we have some kind of like basis for the magical parts of the movie that are gonna happen to us yeah well, what- and you kind of get to decide right away like is that real or is it not real mm-hmm. or at least it puts it in your mind like mm, was that happening or was he just like so zen that he felt like he was floating
0: yeah I was wondering, like, I don't know, like, they don't really tell you, like, what Birdman did. Like, what the Birdman character, like, what his powers were. Like, for all we know, he did have telekinetic powers. And that's part of that. You know, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that it's like, oh, no, maybe I do. Or maybe it's just him just being like, oh, no, I am a superhero. I can't actually move stuff. You know, he says, like, I I dropped the light on that guy. You know, he doesn't straight up say that, but he says, I did that. I made that happen. I made that happen, yeah.
1: He also, like, it it seems to me like a way for him not to like, a kind of way for him not to take responsibility, though, a little bit, even though he does take responsibility for that light falling. Mm-hmm. Uh But he sort doesn't. Of, but yeah. he, I mean, he doesn't really, but he says, like, I made it happen. Yeah. But later, when he gets pissed off and he's, like, trashing his dressing room, instead of seeing himself trashing his dressing room, what he sees is him using magical powers to trash his dressing room. So he's, like... Distancing himself from himself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's not, he's not like part of his own body at that point because he doesn't see his hands physically trashing his shit.
0: Yeah, I think he's just well, he well, he's just in like he's such like a- pointing at things and yeah. they're
1: blowing up, and he points at a shelf and it falls over, yeah. and then Zach Galifianakis comes in. Yeah,
0: they show they do this really, you know, right right where it changes. When, yeah, when he's in there. Yes, yeah. yeah, so they
1: they like. Pan over to Zach Galifianakis and pan back, and then you see him tearing everything down, tearing everything down with his hands. Yeah.
0: And they do they do it great. It's like a, it reminds me of like Rashomon, where you see like the different versions and then the real one. Like nobody's good at anything. Like it's the same thing when like Zach Galifianakis comes in, he like he like can't even tear apart a newspaper, right? Like he's like having a hard time
1: trying to. tear He can't this like newspaper bust apart. all the light bulbs yeah. in his room, which is what he had been doing in his yeah. mind. Yeah. But now he can't even rip up a piece of paper, which, like, I've seen an actor do something that, like, tantrum-y. Yeah, se- several I'm times. Sure have, yeah. I mean, for me, this whole movie is is kind of um, it's real close to home because when well, the theater, well, there's yeah. just so many parts of it where you're like, especially with Ed Norton, like you want to think like Ed Norton is this not him, but his the character he's playing. What's this? Tim Shiner? Mark, Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike. So like, Mike Shiner is this great fucking actor, and he's so you know he goes all the way. He's got a tanning bed in his dressing room because he should be out in the sun, and the neck of his his body should be red. And so he's getting a tan so that you know his neck is red when he's on stage.
0: <laughs> I was wonder- yeah, I was wondering about the tanning bed. I was like, Why that's I- what he
1: said. It's like one line where she says like he he's the girl who's playing the stage manager um or i think she's probably the assistant stage manager and also she's a wig person and also she's a costume person i'm not really sure they do a really for a movie about theater they do a really weird ass job of like assigning people the right jobs Mm -hmm. um there are several times when there are like wigs on tables and like everybody puts their own wig on sorry but that's not realistic yeah, anyway. I was going
0: to say I don't think there's I don't think there's an actual wig person in it no, at all like not bullshit. even even in the credits. Those are
1: lace front wigs. Somebody's yeah. in charge of those fucking wigs. Anyway. So she says he thinks his character should be a redneck. So that's why he's got this fucking tanning bed. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to like respect him because he, he's tearing apart the script and he, he understands what it's about. Yeah.
0: And he's like, I have and to drink. And he's drinking yeah.
1: real gin. And, and it's like, there's this mentality of, of, of like old school actors, right? We call them old, they're old school. And it's like a compliment, but it's not actually a compliment because what we're saying is like, you you can act.
0: What is it like the what you can
1: the, you can only be you're not you're not acting.
0: Yeah, what do you call it, like method acting or right? That, yeah, where you well, like that's you a have, thing. Yeah, well, like where you have to live it, <laughs> like where you know, like people like starve themselves or like they had to like lock lack Jack Nicholson right. You know, in and a I room, can understand, like, like sure you shining, want to do, yeah. like
1: experience things so you have them to draw on when you're acting, yeah. obviously, but. You're still a fucking human being. You still have to be a human being. You still have to be someone when you're not being that character. And it's really, really hard for everyone else who's not an actor when actors cannot separate themselves from their character Mm -hmm. so then they come off stage and somebody dropped a line and they throw their props on the ground because they're really pissed off
0: i'm sure you've seen that Uh, yeah yeah. or
1: they throw their costumes around they throw towels around or they kick things
0: oh i've seen i mean they
1: yell at each other and they yell at you and you're like this is a this is a fucking play yeah like just calm the fuck down get out of the character be a human being
0: I mean, well, I worked even on like low budget movies that I worked on. I saw saw the same thing with like whatever like sort of big name they brought in there. Like, you know, like one guy was like would not let anybody talk to him like in the like in the car like on the way there. Like, you know, he was just really weird and he was like shitty to most of the people on the set aside from the people who were on who were like who were like on location. You know, he'd be nicer when he got there, but he still was kind of a dick there too. But I mean, I know but we're supposed I know that, to give them yeah. all this
1: latitude because yeah. they're such great actors, yeah. and you know, they never call out for a performance and they they'll miss their own kid's wedding because they have to go on stage. Yeah. and we like promote this incredibly unhealthy relationship with work.
0: yeah, well and I mean life that, yeah.
1: and also with like real life and acting. And we think that that's what makes you good at your job is refusing to have a life or like refusing to recognize like that you are your own person and you are not a character Mm -hmm. and how to take that take that on and take it off. And, you know, we think, oh, there's there's so good. There's such a good actor, you know, like he got a boner on stage because he's going to fuck his wife. No, he's fucking trying to rape her.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, and a lot of this stuff is, I feel like has come more into light, like with what's happening to us. And just the fact that just, you know, a lot of, it's a lot of people have been talking about it, like on social media and all that. It's just how your job can abuse you and you should think it's okay. Like same with, with him. Like he's pushing everybody around. Yeah. And you should be like, Oh, it's fine because you're at, you're this actor and you can like, you can basically like treat me like shit and like abuse me in my and and that goes on I mean, could go all over the place. You know, like I'm saying when somebody's like like oh you're 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 part of the family, like you're helping you're helping the thing, you know.
1: Oh right. Yes. Like when your bosses the when do. the producers and stuff say to you, like, Oh, we're a family and what they're saying is, Oh, we're taking advantage of you. You're gonna be okay with it because that's what families do.
0: Yeah, and in this, they're like, "Well, we need we need you because you'll sell tickets, even though you're like you're shitty and you're abusing everyone, like,
1: and you're trying to rape people." Yeah, Yeah. you're you are attempting to rape someone, and then his girlfriend, she's like, "Oh, that's kind of hot."
0: Riggins' girlfriend, not not uh Edward Norton's girlfriend. She breaks up with him directly after that happens. Uh, Naomi, yeah, good for her. Yeah.
1: And then he goes and fucks Emma Stone on the fly rail.
0: Yeah, I still think that's incredibly weird.
1: I don't that like it.
0: Emma Stone is uh, uh, Michael Keaton's daughter, Sam. Um so, you know, she's like he like Edward Norton's character is shitty to her, like when they first meet, you know.
1: I mean, and it uh, seems like she's like twenty two or something.
0: Yeah, I didn't look she's at She's
1: a baby. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. She's just got out of rehab, but whatever, she's twenty years younger than him. Which-
0: yeah, I didn't look at the age difference, but what do you think? Uh, I mean, what do you—the th- age difference is probably pretty high between Michael Keaton's between Riggin and and yeah, the other the other actor.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And there, I mean, he's just so Riggin is just so self-absorbed at every turn. She pulls him aside to tell him she's pr- she thinks she's pregnant, and he says, "Is it mine?" And he thinks that's like cute or funny or. Is it a real question?
0: I thought he was trying to, like, do what he's done through the whole movie, saying, like, I don't need to care about this. Yeah, is it my my responsibility? Yeah, because he doesn't care, really.
1: No, he fucking doesn't care about anything. He's so mean to her later Mm -hmm. when the article comes out in The Times, and all he hears in his head is that Mike Shiner... What's his fucking name? Mark... That Ed Norton's character Mike. has taken the front page from him. He doesn't even care what the story is about. He doesn't even read the article. He just says he's taken my front page. Yeah. So well, he
0: knows enough that he that Edward Norton's character like stole his story about about the writer of the play, like giving like giving him something on a cocktail napkin, saying that he yeah was a great actor or whatever when he performed. You know, he he steals that story from him, and that's what he's more pissed off about.
1: No, I don't think it is. No, I really don't think it is. I think that would make more sense, but I don't think that's really what he's pissed no, no, off not, about. Cause... No, I'm
0: not saying that he's more pissed off about that than what's on the front cover. I'm just saying that he's pissed off about that as well. Oh, so, sure. Okay. That he stole his idea and took the front page. Because there's a part when, and we'll jump all over the place, but there's a part when uh, Michael Keaton's, Riggins' wife, ex-wife, comes, comes to his uh, dressing room and she asked him, like, she said she couldn't remember why they broke up. And then he goes on this whole story about like how he was on a plane and like they thought the plane the plane was hitting turbulence and everybody was praying and the only can he he could think about like was George Clooney like being on the being on the front page of some paper or whatever because he didn't you know all he cares about is like whether you know how much how much he's people, relevant yeah same thing like that's that that's that him talking about that before like being on the front page so yeah he's so pissed about not being on the front page even though he is mentioned later but that's the. Which, which ends up being in a big fist fight and all that.
1: When his ex-wife comes to see him the first time, she's like, wants to talk about their daughter. And Reagan just like, doesn't want to talk to her at all. And so like, eventually he just says like, well, how are you? And she's like, oh, and she like sits down and she has this news for him. She's like, I'm going to go back to teaching. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, something about me. Yeah. He can't even hear her. He doesn't even fucking hear what she says. Yeah. He doesn't hear anything anyone says in the whole movie. Later, when Emma Stone comes to him and she's got the toilet paper and she's mm. like, this is how long we've been on the earth. And she tears off one square and she's like, this represents humanity. And, you know, I think they did this to us in rehab so that we would realize that our egos are bullshit and that we don't fucking matter in any way. Yeah. And then he just wipes his mouth just wipes with his it. Wipes his
0: mouth with it, yeah. With, with, uh, with humanity. With all of humanity. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's not listening to anyone.
0: No, not at all. Except for his uh, subconscious, his, uh, his bird man, that's telling him to.
1: And he goes to have that talk with the uh, critic, right, in the bar. And it's supposed to be this, like, profound thing, but it's actually really pathetic. And she destroys him. Yeah. She says, I'm going to murder your play because, and I mean, this isn't better. She's not better. No. She also represents, like, she's like, every moment you're on that stage, you take it away from people who could do better things with it. But she means white people who could do different white things with it. Sure. She doesn't mean.
0: But, and she loves, uh, Ugh. she loves Captain Abuse. Like, she loves Mike. Yeah. Like he's like her favorite. She's never written a bad review of him ever. And he even says in the movie he says my friend Tabitha. Right. Which is her, which which is Tabitha Dickinson is her name, the 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 reviewer. And there's a part there's a part that part that same part that you're talking about when Riggan is uh, talking to her and he's like and he's like I'm a fucking actor. <laughs> like that uh that makes me laugh every time because that used to be like kind of like a joke thing that I would say about Tom Cruise because he was such an intense actor that I felt in my head was everything him being like I'm an actor. <laughs> I am acting. I'm so a fucking hard. actor. You can't handle No, that's the other guy. But yeah, he's like uh I am an act and that's why it's funny because I just remember saying that about him and that's kind of that's what's part of what's brilliant about the movie is the way Michael Keaton does uh does he he acts he does the real acting but he also does like the bad acting of himself.
1: He goes over to talk to Tabitha and be like, this is my napkin, that's my story, he stole my story, and that's yeah. what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. But he never actually says it. She's just like, fuck this, I don't care about this, I don't care about you. Yeah. And he leaves his napkin on the table. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that?
0: Yeah, no, he leaves, he leaves the napkin that he was, and he also drinks all of her drink, but that's when he goes and buys more booze. I thought there was maybe like some sort of undertone, like an alcoholic undertone. Just because of his wife, when the, when we were talking about when they're in the dressing room together, when she says, like, oh you're, drink- oh, you're drinking now, I thought it was, like, maybe he had had trouble with drinking. Because it seemed like the more he drinks, the worse decisions he makes in, sure. in the movie. Sure. Well, with most of us. Yeah. But also, like, when he, he's kind of, like, I'm... I feel like... And, and when he goes into the place to buy the drink, there's also, like, it's, like, lit up so beautiful. It's, like, this, like...
1: All these beautiful it's lights. It's, like, this...
0: I don't know. It's, like, the spiritual doorway, mecca, almost. yeah representing like him going to the drink. And for anybody who's been, I mean I'm somewhat of an alcoholic, but I know you I, you know sometimes if you drink enough your brain starts thinking you start becoming the birdman, you know. Right? Like you get so drunk that you think that you know all these great thoughts and everything's awesome and you have and you figure it all out and you're like this completely different person until like you're awake and then you realize that you were just drunk. But that's kind of I think that also kind of represents him like going into that. Going into the Birdman persona, sure. With the oh yeah, with all the with all the lights. Well, and and you've got the
1: guy outside doing tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty base and the Macker's. Yeah, yeah. Shakespeare doing that whole speech from Macker's. Mm -hmm. It's a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Life. They're talking about life. They're like
0: or like like his play. Could be. <laughs> well but all of it i mean yeah.
1: you know the, it's like mackers finds out that lady m died right and he's like oh she should have died she shouldn't have died now she should have died later and the world is mm. and time is encroaching on us and it's, it's gonna get us and everything is happening at once and we can't get away from it and mm. and Oh we are our, our lives are just the shadow of actors on a stage, and it doesn't even fucking mean anything in the end of it, yeah, and then he falls asleep, you know, drunk on a well, stoop.
0: Well, don't forget that, like when he's walking by this guy who's reciting uh, Mackers, right. he's basically like he he says it I wanted to show you that I have range right, right? yeah, so it's I don't know he we- says
1: that line that the actor said at the beginning who got hit on the head with a light. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, was it too much? I just wanted to give you a range.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even remember didn't even realize that. So he might have not even said that. And In-
1: it probably wasn't even real. I mean, yeah. it probably wasn't even happening.
0: In, in Riggins' uh, dressing room, there's a little picture, like, at the bottom of the mirror. It's like I thought of, like, as you're talking about that, yeah. where it's a, a thing is a thing, not what is said of a thing. Yeah,
1: I thought about that a lot during the movie. Because yeah. um, it it's pretty prominent there in the dressing room. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of...
0: But isn't that... I think that's kind of what... It's it's like gatekeeping. It's like, a, you know, it's like all that Gamergate bullshit, where it's like... A, this is like where, where Mike is, where he's like, oh, well or or like or like even what Reagan was doing too where it's like oh well, you haven't done this so you don't understand it like you haven't done this so you're not you know people do that where like oh you play animal crossing so you're not a really real gamer Like right. all this all this bullshit like
1: you yeah. play play that Yoshi game it's for, it's for babies yeah
0: but no people do do that where they say like one thing that they like and if nobody's done that and i feel like that's like what most of the actors are doing in this
1: at Oh, least, yeah. at least the
0: male ones that's what they're doing is they're like He's like, Oh, you can't write like you don't know any like your your review means nothing because you don't understand theater, because you're not an actor. And he's like trying to do like the whole like what uh you know, those who can't do those who can't do teach, like the same right. sort of thing. And where it's what like, do you yeah.
1: and both of them say to her, like, you're not risking anything. Yeah. And here we are risking everything.
0: Yeah. So they're trying to do the gate the gate thing where it's like, I'm I'm here, I'm doing this, you don't understand me, you don't even matter because you're not here. It's like this bullshit. This is a total bullshit thing that happens on the internet all the time. It's like what – it's like sort of like gaslighting almost,
1: right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it is a little, in a way, saying that your feelings don't matter, your thoughts don't matter, your opinions don't matter.
0: Well, it's basically what you're saying before. It's your opinions don't matter because they're not mine. They're not my opinions. And that's a lot of what's happening now. They don't matter because they're not the same as what I'm thinking and my opinion is what matters. Yeah. That's what, that's what we get a lot in the world, and that's what we got in this movie, too. You're right. Yeah. So it's, that's why I felt like it rings so much truer this time around for me it was just, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is what some people might be hearing in their head, you know?
1: I think I just see a lot more of like, I think I just see the theater better now, yeah. clearer.
0: Well, you're away from it now. It's not like six days a week. Yeah, for the first time in 14 years,
1: I haven't done a play in three months. Mm -hmm. And I haven't ever, I haven't not done a play for three months in 14 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I would go a month, but...
0: Summer got a little, but not that much. It's the longest I've been away
1: from theater. But it's a lot easier to see what it what the institution is and has been and how these like false ideals are propping up this bullshit white sad fake ass
0: it's a rich yeah and it's also like class absolutely well. like, it's a high class oh we go to the theater we're broadway seats which are stupid expensive it's like this is for this and and even like if you look on the crowd like it's all old white people.
1: Yeah, when there. when he's gonna kill himself and they like give him a standing ovation, and he shoots his nose off. It's all old white people in the crowd, mm-hmm. which is right. Yeah, it's all white people who work backstage. It's all white people in the whole movie, mm-hmm. but it's like the whole a whole theater of white, sad, irrelevant white people.
0: Mm-hmm. They don't really. Yeah, they're not really.
1: And where the fuck are all the? wardrobe and wig people
0: there's like one guy that's credited as a dresser the one who uh
1: and he's definitely not a dresser he's he's like uh he's probably a draper but i mean
0: the guy who measures uh, uh, Edward. i think
1: they're trying to play him as a costume designer i mean because if it's okay so it's tech right it's the day before first preview it's tech there's a bunch of people in the house When the light falls on the guy, they, like, panda the house for a minute, the audience. And there's a bunch of people there, lighting designers, costume designers, set designer, et al. And then, but earlier, when he walks out onto the stage, Naomi Watts is sitting there, and her wig is just, like, sitting next to her on a table. Yeah. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah.
1: There's no fucking way. If she wants to take her wig off, Fine but nobody would just let her just like take her wig off and put it on a table.
0: Yeah. Well, they all all the people who wear wigs like do that. They just take it off and put.
1: And then there's a scene in where they're like he's supposed to be getting makeup on him and somebody just like is just like flopping brushes around on his face with no makeup on them whatsoever. It's just upsetting that and this the assistant stage manager or maybe she's the stage manager it seems like she might be calling the play from backstage, which maybe that is a thing mm-hmm. in some houses. Um, she hands him his wig with the blood rig in it, which would never fucking happen.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't he have the have it with him when he the part where he gets his robe caught in the in the in the door. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: and he puts it on himself badly. It's a horrible wig. It's very confusing. Yeah, why the wig the changes for the why later it's part? it's so bad? It's supposed to be wet, I guess, because it's raining, but no, it's terrible. Anyway, it's funny to me that a movie about a play would do such a shitty job of getting the backstage part of the play wrong. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe that's part of it, about part of how bad his play is. Yeah. And the play, and you said it while we were-
1: Maybe we're seeing it from his perspective, so there are people working there that he doesn't even see.
0: Yeah, could be. And you, and even uh, you said it when we watched it last time. But uh, the play wins. The play wins the play because it's the name of the the <laughs> name of the play is a uh, is that same scene that we see over and over and over again. What is it like?
1: What I, we talk about when we talk about love?
0: Yeah, that's that whole scene that we keep seeing over and over and over and over again.
1: Which is a pretty awful scene. Like it's pretty crappy, and he just keeps saying, and he's acting horribly. Yeah. And he's like, she "Just turn his goddamn face to see his goddamn wife." Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I wouldn't clap for that.
0: And uh, was it?
1: And then he shoots himself at the in the head at the end of the play, and everybody and jumps up clapping. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is this play? Yeah. Where that's the response.
0: That was a real book, right? The the. It, it was it, a real yeah, it's a real book. It said in it said in the credits that it was a, that was an actual written thing. Yeah, and I don't know, it says, it has such a such a weird ending there. On the on the whole thing of him uh of him him being stuck in his own mind, like the the reviewer even calls his uh calls a play a propaganda piece. So it's another yeah, thing about in
1: your own propaganda piece.
0: Yeah. That's what I was saying before, like he's just making stuff for, for himself. And he's, you know, just like anybody who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to actually learn anything. They just want to feel the same way that they always felt for their entire life. So there's a, towards the end there, there's a, there's a big scene. He, uh, he drinks the booze. He passes out. Uh, when he comes to the bird man is fully talking to him and telling him to, you know, become whatever. And then he gives out, gives out this hilarious bird scream, which uh, makes me laugh every time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like the changing point where he uh where we were trying to, we were talking about trying to figure it out like whether he he's like on the top of a building and like and like it's a guy comes up to him and asks him if he's okay if he's going to jump and then he and then he does jump and he like flies to the theater but it's but as he enters the theater you see a cab up pull up and the cab's like where's the money and
1: you didn't pay me. Uh, you didn't
0: pay me. So that all that part was was hallucinated. But then he you know then he goes through the play does the play grabs a real gun this guy has to shoot himself in the nose which is reminded me a lot of Network, which we might do that that movie for one of these as well. The same sort of ending where it's just like right? It's like the same guy yeah. where he's just he's just kind of lost it. I mean, he's His mind is not there and he's just giving rants that people love because whatever. Because of the craziness of the rant or they feel like some of it and he kills himself live on TV. This is like <laughs> the same thing but in the theater. And I thought that he was basically like what I got from the ending this time, so he shoots himself in the face, he wakes back up with a completely different nose, um, bruise around his face. You said it it, it uh, signifies, like, a mask. It kind of looks like the mask.
1: Yeah, if you look at it, like, he's his nose has become, like, wider. Mm-hmm. It's more beak-like. Yeah. Um, and he's got this... Purple and blue—that is—it makes a perfect mask around his yeah. face,
0: and it also like a uh, so like
1: now yeah. he is Birdman, but in a way also like no matter what you can't escape yourself. You shoot yourself in the nose; you're still yourself. Mm-hmm. You wake up the next fucking day in the hospital. You look at yourself in the mirror, and your alter ego is taking a shit in the toilet behind you.
0: Yeah, well, that's a that's also yeah a part that I was. Wanted to get to also when he's wearing the bandage, he looks like he looks like the mask. He, yeah. I thought his his nose looks extra big. He has like the little tiny eye holes, you know. Yeah, so it kind of looks like a superhero mask. But no, yeah, you're right. You you pointed it out this time we were watching it. Like he he wakes up and then he's in the bathroom looking at himself, but his his persona is still fucking there. Like his Birdman is still he's like sitting on the toilet next to him. And there's a part in the movie where he says, uh, he says like I want out. I can't do this anymore. And that's What I thought this time around was that he, like, maybe he learned that the only way that he will be all that he wants is if he kills himself for real right then. That's what I got from it. That he does jump out the window and he does kill himself. Because he can't get away from Birdman. He can't. He doesn't want to be a part of this, even though he thought, you know, maybe he has the same feelings as he did when he shot himself in the face.
1: It's kind of like the only time we see him feel relief. Yeah. Is when he opens that window. And the wind is coming, and you can hear the birds, and we
0: hear the music too. <clears throat> like we forgot the, and we get yeah. the
1: whole orchestra for the first time. We
0: get it. We get it when he flies there, also. When oh, okay. He like fake flies sure. to the theater. We get the. That's the first time. Well, you can and hear the, the birdman,
1: like whenever birdman is actually present behind him and yeah. talking to him, it's yeah. also a full orchestra. Yeah. So, yeah, but he has this like look of relief on his face, and so you think he jumps. Mm-hmm. And then Emma Stone comes, and she looks down, and she doesn't see him? Yeah. And then she looks up, and what does she see?
0: I don't know. She laughs. Yeah. So, that will give the impression that maybe he flew away. It's like, like I said, it's the same, it's the ending, it's the Watchmen ending, where it's like, did he die or did he not die? We're not going to tell you. And it's just going to end, and you just have to figure it out.
1: But you think he died.
0: I think he might have at the end.
1: No, I I, I completely agree with you.
0: I, I felt I felt that maybe his what his happiness was that he maybe he thought that he would fly away and he didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe she. I don't know. I mean, because the way he you know the I felt like that's one of the that was one of the few like fo- one of the true parts when he talks to Zach Galifianakis and he tells him that he wants out and I can't do this anymore and that he's trapped. Yeah. And then maybe he realized that he's still trapped. And Emma Stone she starts a she starts a Twitter for him, like he's he's like trending big time. Maybe he just wants to get out while he's on top now. Like that'll be his performance and then he's done. Right. I know? mean
1: he's on the front page of the New York Times and he,
0: he got the things that he wanted, so maybe he just TV wants TV to be done. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, really, where is there for him to go?
0: Well Zach Kemphanakas is like there's gonna be movies, like they're gonna be doing this play for years, like you're gonna have all this shit, and maybe that like was part of it also where it's like Fuck. Well, maybe I wanted, maybe he wanted it. Maybe he really did. I think he did want to die. He did want to shoot himself. Yeah. And it didn't work. So he's tried again. I mean, I don't think that
1: you point a gun at yourself unless you don't want to live.
0: Yeah. So that's what I think the second time around, that maybe he...
1: Yeah, I guess I was a lot more hopeful. And I kind of believed in all the magic the first time. Yeah. Like, I believed in the flying and... Even though with a, you know, I kind of like... Like he
0: was being reborn through overlooked his Overlooked the cabbie part. Yeah.
1: And like, yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, like he became this thing because he's like... He's doing meditating his, in yeah, his room. He's doing and... his art. He's living his truth, whatever. yeah.
1: But, uh yeah, maybe like we're both just more cynical or older and jaded and... Well,
0: we've been through some shit. the world is different now yeah the world is a lot different than it was before but i think is exactly
1: what i said he he woke up and he's still himself he's always gonna be Birdman. yeah so fuck it
0: maybe he wanted to leave and maybe i don't know maybe maybe she had some sort of contentment from him i don't know even though i don't think she would laugh if her dad was dead.
1: I know, I, I guess maybe she, I don't know, that's the only part of it that I can't reconcile with what yeah. I think happened. Mm-hmm.
0: There's, there, there also through the credits, like, they play, they continue to play the jazz music, but you can hear talking on there as well, and I wondered if that was supposed to be, like, I don't know, I, I kind of got the idea that maybe that was them finding his body somewhere, because I'm pretty sure I had heard Zach Galvanakis yell some shit in the credits there.
1: Oh, interesting. <laughs>
0: Yo, like, fuck, what the fuck, like, somebody says fuck, and I thought it was maybe him. Hmm. So I don't know if that's, uh, I haven't looked into it just because I didn't want to like, you know, say stuff sway that everybody's, or, I've actually yeah. never really, I've never really looked at other people's opinions on the ending of uh, Birdman. So I don't know, maybe people have already said this. and it's, you know. I
1: mean, obviously people liked it because it won Best Picture. Sure.
0: I mean, I think it's great. I think it's a great movie. But that's all I know about yeah, it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we 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 saw it first, so we didn't have anybody else's opinion to really sway. Our I, opinions, but I'm. Su- I mean, like, what I am is shocked about how much I do still like it, yeah. but how completely different it is.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like that one movie that you like, Gosford Park. Yeah. Where you can, when you watch it different times, you'll you can see the viewpoint of different characters. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe this one. I was uh, this one. I'm more on the other side. I'm more on the side of Emma Stone's character, aside from Edward Norton. Gross.
1: Gross. But uh yeah. <laughs> Well, it's obvious she's trying to fill a lot of holes in her life, and she's trying to fill them with a lot of different things, so. Mm. Was that a pun? I mean, yes, but. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, she went to rehab. She had a drug or alcohol and or alcohol Mm. problem. Yeah,
0: and you forgot that there was that one line. He does give her that line about uh, where she's like, what would you do to me, and he says, I'd pull your eyes out and put them oh, in my head yeah. so i can so i'm a stone and so Ed can, norton are yeah.
1: sitting on top of the thing and she wants him to fuck her and so she gets him to play truth or dare thinking that she can like whatever turn him on and get him to fuck her which does work later um but yeah she says what would you do to me right now if you weren't afraid and he says i would pluck out your eyes, and I'd put them in my own head, and I would see this street the way that I saw it when I was your age. Yeah. And I feel like that's a perfect metaphor for how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Like, how I felt about this movie the first time I saw it was...
0: You want to see it how, when you were more hopeful? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't want to see it that way. That's that's fine. But Mm -hmm. there are some things I wish I could see that way. Like, I wish I could feel that way about Mm -hmm. the state of the world, and I wish I could feel that way about theater and my career and life.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and Edwards Norton's character also has like, he's so into the roles that he can't, he, he says everybody else like can't live a real life, but neither can him. Can he, like he said that he said that he can't, he can't get aroused unless it's like in, in unless it's in a play, like unless he's acting, unless he's pretending to be aroused. Like he says that, like he hasn't, hadn't got it up for months. Yeah. You know, until, until he like has to, you know, until he's pretending to have sex on, on in a play.
1: Yeah, no, and that's, just, and, that's he, when, and that's when, and that's when it happens. Yeah, so, it, yeah. Ugh, so he has his own, has
0: his own problems. So I mean, everybody's, everybody's got problems in this. But I don't want. I mean, I, I think it's, I like the way that we see it now better than the way that it was before because that, that that fault, the false hope there is, is fleeting. We don't. It's better to see it as, uh, as what it is, you know, and maybe we won't have to take as much abuse from workers whenever we go back to work
1: well and maybe we can change some shit
0: or change some of it yeah people are more vocal instead about it. of
1: just being like well this is the way that it is and this is old school and mm. this is what it means to do this work and be a part of this tradition and it doesn't fucking have to be any of that shit
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure is there a I feel like we covered most of this, most of the stuff. Is oh, there anything yeah. else that you want to say about I... about Birdman to, to finish off our first? How is it now? Episode here. I think I've, I think I said most of it. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's. I guess I, I, if anybody hasn't seen it, I don't know why. You know, we told a lot of it, but it's still <laughs> worth seeing. I'm I don't just know saying, why it's, you would
1: have listened to all of this.
0: It's fairly available. I don't think it's streaming on anything, but you can buy it through uh,
1: through, Am- through Amazon it. or
0: yeah. iTunes, whatever. However you want to get it. Or you can probably, if you can find a store that's open that sells used DVDs, which probably is not one. You could probably buy it for like $3 or something somewhere. Check DVDs eBay. or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, eBay. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I feel like it. I really liked it the first time I saw it. And I liked it a lot more the second time I saw it. So, well, or third or fourth or whatever. I mean, I've had it on, we've had it on DVD for a while. And I know we watched it
1: a couple of times, times. After, we,
0: after we saw it in the theater. So.
1: And we watched it, we actually watched it twice this week. So
0: Yeah, well, for the show. But yeah. No, I think I think it's great, and I hope you. I hope everyone enjoyed us talking about it, and uh, we'll be back soon to talk about another movie like this. So, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.
1: See you later.